It's time for Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Well, thank you, Matt. It is another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast. My guest today is Laura Sharp Waits. She is a life and business accelerator and founder of Heart Unburdened. Helping people has always been a gift for Laura. And for many years, she was a special education teacher and a college professor, supporting people of all ages and walks of life through a myriad of personal, professional, as well as spiritual struggles. While Laura now blends her extensive educational experience and certification to help people basically unburden themselves. So we're glad she's here today. And we're going to be talking about communication within the family. Laura, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. It's great to have you here. Thanks for having me. So let's talk about communication in the family. I would assume I have a family. A lot of people do. Most people do, actually. The one thing that I think holds families together is that communication. And the better the communication in a lot of cases, the better the family and the more cohesive they are. So how important is that or why is open communication so important for the family? Communication is amazingly important for families, partially because there's so many moving parts, right? We may have kids, we may have dogs, cats, all kinds of pets, the spouses working in the home, out of the home. If somebody doesn't pick somebody up after a certain practice or heaven forbid, we're out of milk or bread, you know, those communication aspects are really, really important. So it is a big deal and it can be a bigger deal depending on what the family structure, how that works. And we have pets in my household, and I'll tell you, those pets will communicate in their own way as well as part of the family structure for sure. So let's talk about the communication aspect. We've talked about that. Let's look at some of the challenges that families face because let's face it, we live in a different world. It's a different world than when you and I were kids, for example. I grew up at a time when mom didn't have to work. Mom now, well, mom is retired now, but mom was working for quite a period of time. Dad was working for quite a period of time. So what they did, and this is why I want to talk about this and bring in your expertise, what they did is they started sharing a lot of the household chores. Actually, dad developed a love for baking. He made some pretty awesome muffins, to be quite honest. But that's not the case for all families. What are some of the challenges that families face if mom, for example, is working? Well, if mom is working, then there is who's going to do the chores, who's going to get the groceries. And with COVID, we had lots of different challenges. You know, yeah. a lot of people work from home and they really enjoyed it. They were able to maybe start homeschooling, something that they had potentially thought about doing, but now actually got a taste of and they want to do it. The challenge became how to keep mom at home and still keep the income that she was bringing in, regardless of what her position was. And a number of my clients actually went into direct sales, which is really kind of cool, but then they have to get things done. They still have the chores and the pets and the homeschooling, as well as trying to find time to do laundry and work. And one of the challenges with anybody doing direct sales is that only 25% of the people can make money from that. And 50% drop out after their first year and 95% quit within 10 years. So if they're not successful, then there's an issue. One of the challenges to being successful is having the time 
to do it. And so instead of dad coming home from a busy day and overlooking the pile of dishes or the empty dog bowl or the laundry pile, if he and or the kids could help out, that would not only have a better environment to be in, but it would give mom some additional time to put forth towards her business. And I want to talk about that direct sales thing for a moment because I've worked in direct sales and direct sales, I think what some people forget is it's not a nine to five. And even if it were a nine to five, there's still the chores that need to get done. But direct sales could happen in the morning. They can happen on weekends. They can happen in the evening. As a matter of fact, some are more geared to evening meetings and appointments. So that must be a challenge all unto itself, just the timing for mom and the family in general. Yes, there are all kinds of complaints from the families when, you know, mom doesn't appear to be available for family time, game night. And so one of the things I tell my clients is, you know, put down a calendar system each month and put the non-negotiables on it. You need to be true to yourself and your family. That is so important. And let them know, I will be available these times. But on Tuesday nights, I have a team call or I need to work late or whatever's going on. And if everybody knows ahead of time, that that's the reason if the family knows, then that usually helps. And if everybody can know what the family's, you know, they say in direct sales, what's your why? Well, that's great for one person to have a why, but ultimately it's your family unit that should have the why, because they're going to be the ones picking up the extra slack at, like you said, the weird times on the weekends or at night when, you know, is family time traditionally. And so we want to make sure that everybody gets the time they need, but mom, also gets the time to do the job so that she can bring that income in. I want to come back and talk about tools momentarily. And that's a great one that you mentioned, just the calendar system. I mean, my family had a calendar right on the fridge that every appointment, everything got scheduled on it. And then when I was an adult, well, I still kind of try to pretend to be one. I would go and visit and I would write everything else on the calendar. So I would basically fill their calendar and they hated it and I still do it. But anyways, so let's talk about tools Actually, I'm going to come back to tools because I want to talk about this piece about the communication. You know, the tools are going to help with the communication, but the communication without the tools or the communication, if mom just says, hey, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to be working, or even if mom is in a professional role, let's say mom is a seven-figure income earner, communication can be hugely affected. Would you say it can be negative, really negative? It can be negative. And even if you do communicate or maybe you communicate poorly, you could have people who are feeling betrayed because you're not with them. They could be jealous because they think you're, you know, trying to take over everything. And so there's a lot of emotions tied to lack of communication and that can actually impact you as well. So good communication within the family is so important. And I think it's more important than the tools. Right. Okay. Okay, so the communication is key. What I'm hearing and what your experience is, is that negative communication has a way of leading to what you call trapped emotions. Talk about that a little bit. So for example, if a spouse feels rejected because you're not sitting on the couch watching the family shows, they may put that out in the family's area. They may feel resentment that you're trying to better yourself. They may feel jealous that you're doing that. And so these are emotions that are being sent your way, but they're not yours. So your body knows how to do your own emotions. Like if you hurt your toe when you stub it or something, but when someone gives you other emotions, it's like you're juggling them outside your body because your body said, this is not mine. I don't know what to do with it. And if we're not aware 
those emotions can get into us and can cause us to feel unworthy or worthless. They can cause confusion or defensiveness, and they can really stop any positive self-esteem. So lots of low self-esteem comes out, which is ultimately going to take a a real impact on your business. So can that also then be, we've heard the expression before, you know, the tension was so thick, you could cut it with a knife. Is that the kind of feeling that you're describing? Something like that? Yes, you can actually feel the emotions in some cases radiating okay. off the person. You can walk away from them and still have that feel and you know there's right. something there. And then too, kids can be crying. You know, dad could say potentially, you know, go cry, mom will feel guilty. And so you can kind of get everybody in on it. And it just, of course, it's not going to be ideal. There can come up with like blame. And then maybe mom's already feeling a little bit fearful stepping out in this new role, regardless of whatever business it is. And so, you know, she's got her own emotions turning and then others in the family will pop up and say things or, you know, even family members, extended ones will say, well, you know, so-and-so tried something like that and they failed. It's like, okay, that's great. That was them. This is me. Don't put anything else on me, especially that's not mine. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So mom and dad can be affected by this because they're the two leaders of the family, but the kids could be affected. And you said also, I guess to a certain degree, you said pets can be affected. And I don't think it's just feeding. What are some other signs that maybe pets are being affected? Pets can be affected with trapped emotions as well. They can Mm. start getting very fidgety. They can get real jumpy. They can be fearful of door slamming or someone wearing a hat. I mean, there's just all kinds of things. They can be get health issues, especially like if they suddenly have to go urinate a lot more frequently or they just do it in the house, making a bigger mess. Really? Pets can actually take on because emotions can be absorbed. Okay. All right. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, because, the, yeah. your children can and your pets can. And so it can make your whole house feel even more chaotic because you've got all these emotions that are not those individual persons. Okay. So let's talk about cleaning up the chaos a little bit then, because that's what we want to do. We want to have the open communication. We want it to be organized chaos if it's chaos, right? Or we want it to be at least open communication about the chaos because it can be, it can be very stressful with kids going to school whatever after school activities they're going to plus they're hanging out with their friends and there's there's still homework and there's all those other things other than the calendar. And I don't expect you to give away all of your best secrets or anything, but what are some other basic tools that families can tap into to step into opening that communication and organizing the chaos, so to speak? I'll give some high levels for you. One of them is a family vision board. We've all heard of individual boards and most of the companies you Mm -hmm. work for, any coaches will say, oh, do a vision board. But when the family can say, we want to move to a bigger house or we want to have this vehicle or there is this vacation we want to take and know that that's what we're working towards and it's out and it's prominent, then the whole family realizes why mom's doing her thing and while the kids and the dad are helping pick up the extra tasks. Another option would be to put together individual boards so that as the money is brought in, maybe one of the children wants to take horseback riding lessons. Another one wants to take karate. And so the money can kind of be divvied out so that people get small wins while they're working towards the money for the big house. So the kids are participating too then individually or collectively individually and collectively okay in the vision board process 
Yes. And so we have family board meetings so that they get to share what is on their wish list. We also have different trackers so that the kids can keep track of their chores they're doing so that in case they forget, because, you know, we all forget, but chore trackers for everybody. And I don't just say just for kids, because I think, you know, sometimes as you're starting a new business, you tend to forget, oh, I've got four loads of laundry. Okay, let me go do those. So, you know, everybody gets a, a chart and just being able to keep everybody towards what needed to be done for that week. And even the little ones, I mean, little ones like two can still pick up toys. So yeah, yeah, that's it, true. Everybody and, I, helps. and I like how you're framing it as the family board meeting, because you're literally talking about the board and the goals that are on the board and having open discussion about that, which is more communication, which is keeping those channels of communication open. I mean, think back when we were kids, you know, mom and dad traditionally made the decisions. And then, yeah. you know, if, because we moved a lot, my dad was in the air force. So we moved a lot. So the air force made a lot of our decisions. Right. However, at some point, my parents were both entrepreneurs. And so we sat down and we talked about, okay, if you can do this task after school and you can help with this, or I need you to do this because we have a client meeting tonight, this is going to help the family go on that wonderful Christmas vacation for two weeks to Europe or wherever we were going to go. And I like the idea of being included in the decision and included in the goal because that gave me a little bit of in this decision. And so that was really neat. And so I just baffled when people today have never done a family board meeting. We always had a family Christmas party too. You know, we took our family board out. I was an only child and we had a dinner at the end of the year and it was just talking about the year what, what happened. That is actually pretty cool. And the only time I can remember with my family, we didn't have meetings like that, but was when my family actually, at some point we decided to do family counseling and it was through our church. That was the only time open communication was encouraged other than the, how was your day, son? All that kind of stuff. So I feel like I should have had that, but I also now being an adult recognize communication being very important. And this is fantastic. The discussion we've been having. Laura Sharp Waits is my guest today. Laura, I want to give you the opportunity to share something with our audience because you've mentioned some fantastic tools and some things that can you know really make them think about it, but how can they really start to put things in motion and improve things for their family? Most people don't know they have trapped emotions and some of them may say, oh, that's woo-woo. Yeah. But I have a quiz on my website and we'll put the link in the notes. And the quiz helps you determine if you have trapped emotions. And so there's about 17 questions. And as soon as you finish, it will tell you what's going on with based on your answers. And so it gets people thinking, they're like, oh my gosh. And some of the questions may not make a whole lot of sense, but they do. It's a scientific thing to figure out. So once you finish your quiz and look at what it says, you have the option at the bottom to then sign up for some emotion tools that will come to your email, I believe for like seven days. And it'll give you different components of tools that you can use to help remove those trapped emotions from yourself. It will also keep you on our list for any upcoming events. And we have got some really cool things happening between now and mid-2022. So you will want to be on that list as well as have those tools. That's fantastic. And as you said, that's the Trapped Emotion Quiz. And yes, you're right. We will make sure we post that as a link after today. And your website will post your email address too for people to connect out to you directly. Is, Is that a good way for them to do that? Or do you have a form that they should fill out on your website? 
They can connect with me that way. Or if they go to the contact page, there is a place to discover like a discovery call. They can schedule right then. And depending on where they are in their time zones, I know sometimes you can go back like three or four emails before you find a time. It's just easier, I think, for everybody to and empowering. I have this time open. Let's take it. Yeah. Laura, this has been a great discussion. Thank you so much. Before I let you go, any final thoughts? You don't have to be everything to everyone. You just need to be true to yourself. Oh, so powerful. Laura Sharp Waits, thanks for joining me on Speaking of Speaking today, speaking about the family. Thanks for having me. And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at CarlRichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking. 